Welcome everybody to today's training. Today we're diving into the important question of how to effectively onboard your next overseas teammate. We're currently in part two of what is a month long training all around effective onboarding and training for your new teammate. You're here because as a business owner, we all want more freedom in our lives, right? More time to spend with our family, more time away from business, being able to sleep better at night, Keep that laptop closed when we are on vacations and just knowing that the business okay is okay. I can tell you that my team's secret weapon for making this a reality for us is building an amazing army of overseas teammates that helps my U.S. team feel like they can easily step away, take time off, and be confident that the business is still running smoothly. Indie Law is now at a point where over half of our team is actually overseas and if you've worked with us before, you might only be working directly with the team that is that is U.S.-based. But the, again, the reality is we have a very much growing number of people who are making sure that the systems are running smoothly, who are covering for each other. And every time that I get asked about, Joey, how are you creating this? More and more people are tuning in. There seems to be a really big demand for, okay, how can we create a team on a budget that we can trust to start taking more and more of those entry-level tasks off of our plate. If you are inside the Facebook group, the business growth advantage, then you might've seen this poll before. I put this out right before August started, where I said, for those of you who didn't currently have an overseas virtual assistant on your team, what is the main reason for that? And by far the biggest tied for first place was the reason I don't know how to onboard and train them. And that is really why we're here, because I want to minimize this being a reason why you're not taking action when it comes to virtual assistants. In case you missed it, what I wanted to just make sure I was emphasizing here is that it's really important for me in the Facebook group that you guys feel like you have everything that you need to create this VA machine on your own. And there is a guide that I created, a Google Doc that all of you should have access to inside the group called the A to Z Hiring Guide for VAs. If you don't have that guide or if you've misplaced it, let me know. I'm happy to resend you the link. And that's a really great step-by-step -step Google Doc. The problem is that Google Doc doesn't totally give you everything that you need when it comes to this epic welcome. And so this month's training of... Everything that we're doing this month in terms of how to effectively onboard really completes this puzzle. So the goal is that with that hiring guide and with this month's training series, you'll have everything that you need to complete and install this VA hiring machine for 
yourself. Now, going back to something that I talked about last week, so much of my team's current onboarding experience has really been inspired by when I was in college. And when I went off to Xavier University in Cincinnati, I was just really impressed with the way that the school onboarded me and the incoming freshman class. And I got to see that every year. I was so inspired by it that I wanted to be a part of the team of upperclassmen that was welcoming and onboarding the new first years every year. And I really saw it in three major parts. First, there was what I now call the captivating orientation, this amazing first few days over the weekend where, again, in college, from the time that your family, that your parents drop you off on campus to that first weekend being over, they keep you busy with really fun stuff. They take all the stuff out of your car and very easily get it into your dorm room. You just really feel like you're somewhere special. And then the second piece is what I call the first victory. Now, I don't know about you, but when I, I remember basically every time that the school year started, my favorite teachers were the ones that made that first week really easy, that didn't assign a whole bunch of homework, especially during that first couple of weeks. And ideally, that's what we want to do here, too, is give them a real sense of that first project being an easy win, an easy victory for them. And then the third phase is what I call the alignment check. And I talked about how my college created this retreat experience for freshmen to go on a month after school started, where they could just get a sense of, here's where I've been so far, let me get away from campus and reflect on, on where I am and where I'm going. That is really the inspiration for these three stages that I highly recommend that you put in place to have a really strong onboarding experience. And today we're going to be talking about this first stage the captivating orientation. Now, in the last week's training, I gave you all these success steps, these foundational pieces of some prep work that you can do. And I, I shared a Google Doc there. I can share that again in the comments. But the more clarity you have in terms of answers to these questions, the easier this training will be. And you might be able to quickly do this in real time, but when you think about the top tools that you use the main apps in your business when it comes to things like files or projects or communications, what are those? This idea of your most powerful future. I love that spin on what is often called your company's vision. Where will your business ideally be three years from now? And what is the promise of your primary offer? A really helpful way to say that is we help blank achieve blank so that blank without blank. That's a really helpful formula that you can use to let your entire team know with real good clarity what it is that your main offer is. And then what are your core values? And finally, what is your accountability chart? What do the main seats on your bus look like? Again, I've got a resource that can help you flesh that out, but let's dive in. Again, we're talking about onboarding. And if you've ever seen the movie Fight Club, you know that the first rule of Fight Club is you don't talk about Fight Club, right? So my team has a similar motto when it comes to onboarding, where we don't use the word onboarding. We don't want this to feel like a stuffy, super corporate thing that all of our new teammates have to do. And onboarding tends to have that, again, kind of corporate sound to it. We want people to be excited, to be energized, to feel captivated once we bring them in. And think about that again. How would you love for your new teammates to feel from day one on being on your team? 
I asked this last week and we had some really good comments in terms of we want people to feel excited and energized and confident. Instead of thinking, okay, what do most businesses do in terms of onboarding their team? I'm not really that interested in just thinking about, okay, what does the typical business do? Because this isn't about creating an average first experience for your team. I've been reading a ton of business books in general, but recently I've been really diving into books on leadership specifically. And one of my favorite books right now, I highly recommend that you all check it out, is Stephen M. R. Covey's book, Trust and Inspire. In this book, Stephen Covey talks about these two different styles of leadership. One is command and control, and the other is trust and inspire. I think this is such an important dichotomy to be thinking about because so many of us, if we think about businesses that we've been a part of before, certain employers that we've worked for, you can probably relate to working for a command and control boss. It's pretty hugely common and it's really the default way that businesses are being run these days. But this book makes the case that if you lead your business through trust and inspire instead of command and control, that is really how you can unleash greatness in your team. And just a quick little bit of a recap for the book. Here's a breakdown of what this difference means. Whereas command and control leadership is all about compliance, trust and inspire is all about commitment. Instead of it being transactional, it's about being transformational. Instead of efficiency, it's about effectiveness. Instead of worrying about the status quo and incrementalism, trust and inspire is all about change and innovation. Instead of a fixed mindset, this is a growth mindset way of leadership. Instead of control and contain, we're worried about release and unleash when it comes to our team. And instead of thinking about managing things and managing people, when it comes to trust and inspire leadership, it's not so much managing both things and people, but really thinking about the fact that you manage things, but you lead people, that people aren't meant to be managed, they're meant to be led. So this is such a powerful mindset shift when it comes to building your team. And it's really a layer of foundation that this training is built on. So when we think about the captivating orientation, these first few sets of touch points after a new teammate signs the contract and it's become official, here's what I've got for you. Here's what our team does and our overseas team is always telling us that they love the way that, that they have their onboarding with the team. So the first is what I call the welcome email. The second is the official invites. The third is the kickoff call. And optionally, but it's a pretty next level way to do it, is the team portal. So let's talk about the welcome email first. And I'll give you guys exactly word for word what we send our new teammates. So this goes out in an email and we have now gotten to a place where we're really fancy with it. We send this automatically right after the contract is signed. And it says, hey, first name, just wanted to officially say welcome to the team. You can expect to receive some emails and notifications over the next day or two. Please know that we don't expect you to complete any tasks today. This is just a heads up email. And then here's a quick overview of what's coming your way soon. 
Now, there's more to this email, but I wanted to stop it there just so that we can all see what's going on here. This idea of just starting by saying welcome to the team and letting them know that they don't have any tasks due. It's really a relief when they initially get an email like this and see that, yes, there's certain things that are coming, but this is like my no homework day, right? It feels really great to be brought in on things and to feel like you're not already behind. There's not some heavy first task that you have to be managing. Okay, so the email then continues. Here's a quick overview of what's coming your way soon. And as you can see on the slide and what I've highlighted, you can very much tweak this depending on the nature of your business. So the first thing that we put here is new email. You'll soon get an invite to use our business's G Suite, which is what we use where you can access email and files. And if you're using something like Microsoft, you can swap that for G Suite. Two is app access. Here we say, once we confirm that you are set up inside that new account with fill in the blank email address, we will use that email to invite you inside the following team applications. And then I go into a brief description of what Slack, LastPass, and ClickUp are. And then third, I say next steps and initial kickoff call. After the steps above are taken care of, we'll complete our preparation steps for you, get you situated inside our team payment tool, which for us is Gusto, and then schedule your initial kickoff call. Now, let me go through a little bit why we design it this way. Again, we want people to feel like this is a very easy email to read where there's no action needed on their end. And at the same time, we wanted to keep this simple. This isn't a super exhaustive list of all of the apps that they're eventually going to be on. But my team has identified that out of all of the different apps that we are using, these are the main three. Slack, which largely replaces email. LastPass, or whatever password management tool. Because again, everybody on your team is, is probably going to have and need access to that so that you're not getting people passwords. And then third, for us, is ClickUp, but really for you, any of your task management tools. So the reason why we say it like this is because once we send them an invite to this new email account, we will no longer be communicating with them to through their personal email. This is, yes, the first email that they receive as a new teammate. This is the welcome email, but it's also the last email that they will receive from their personal accounts. Because as you can see with the way that we've worded this, all of these future invites that are coming in terms of these new app invites and kickoff call that's coming, all of those are going to be sent to their new email. So just highlighting that for all of you. Again, this is, a, this is an email that we've crafted and refined over the years to really have a feeling of excitement and energy to it. We want them to feel energized when they see this. We found that they love feeling like there's no homework and that we're starting small. Again, this is not a super exhaustive, super hard to read resource. As you can see on the slide here, this is a super short email, very easy to read, but really packs a punch in saying here is the main things that you need to know before we move forward. And then the last thing here, because people have asked me, Joey, should I be creating a new email for all of our teammates or creating some shared team email? So honestly, my team has gone fat back and forth on this. It can be a really great idea for you to for you to use something like a virtual assistant at or team at email account and let your new teammates share that team account before they create a personal one. 
That being said, even if you do want to give them a shared email for them to be using and emailing other people with, we found that it's great to give everybody their own separate email up front. If nothing else, then so they can use that email, that unique email that they'll get to create different types of user accounts. Plus, I think it really means a lot to them when they see that they have a, an email that matches their name that they can use with the team. If you're able to be creating new user accounts in terms of new emails for all of your new teammates, I do highly recommend it. Okay, so that is the first welcome email, but now let's talk about the official invites. Here are the different major invitations that I recommend you think about in terms of your onboarding or your captivating orientation process. One is your email invite. Again, this is the invitation for them to have access to whatever email account your team uses. The second is your must-have apps. Not every single app, but what are the main three to maybe five apps that everyone on your team needs access to? And then once they've confirmed that they have access to their business email account, then sending those app invites to their new email. I hope that makes sense. I know that was a little complicated to say. And then third is your payment tool invite. Now, this is optional, but if you're paying your new teammates in a way that requires them to accept a certain invite to be able to receive payment, then you want to make sure that you're setting that out as soon as possible. And then finally, the kickoff call invite. This is where you're inviting the person to join their first call, their first official call as a team member. Now, just to give some more details around this, and feel free to ask questions in the comment, either live or on the replay if you have any questions. Let's talk about these icons that I put on the screen here. Again, the email invite for me and my team, we use Google Workspace. I know that's a really common one, but if you use something like Microsoft Office, you would just use that instead of Google. In terms of your must-have app invites, I really recommend this main three. And for me, it's Slack, LastPass and ClickUp. I'm less concerned about what specific tools you're using. I'm more concerned about the types of tools that you're highlighting here. Slack is our main communication tool. So if you have another communication tool that is an alternative to just a bunch of emails back and forth, that's a really great app to have as a must-have. LastPass or whatever password sharing tool you're using. And then again, for us, it's ClickUp, but you could use whatever task management app that you want to bring your new teammates into. In terms of payment tools, so my team, we now have our team is all on payroll. We use Gusto to make those payments. And so there is an invite that we need to do to make sure that those Gusto payments work. There are a few exceptions where for whatever reason, Gusto isn't a good fit. And for that, we use PayPal. I don't believe that PayPal needs like an invite in order just to send those payments. But again, think about the way that you're going to be paying your team. And if there is an invite that's required, make sure that you send that. And then fourth and finally, when it comes to the kickoff call invite, I highly recommend that you do two things here. Number one, that you use video technology. I think we all know what Zoom is now that we are 
having COVID be something that happened a few years ago. It's great to have video-based calls with your team. It's also really great to use some type of calendar management software. My team loves Calendly, but you can create a calendar event that you can just call like team kickoff call. You can set that up so that it's really easy so that you can just give your new teammates a link which then takes them to a calendar page. They can choose when they're available. That makes it way easier than saying, hey, are you free these times and do things back and forth. It is becoming more and more common for business owners to use tools like Calendly. But honestly, one thing that I'm seeing people miss the mark on here is all of the ways that you can use a tool like Calendly for internal team purposes. It's really helpful to be creating different types of events for meetings that you can have internally and setting those up inside Calendly. So it's really easy for you to just send a link for that event type and for your teammates to use that to book a call with you or someone else on the team. Okay, finally, we're talking about the kickoff call. No matter how you're going back and forth with the team to get this scheduled, again, I recommend that you think about Zoom and Calendly to make this easy for yourself and then you can just repeat it later. Once you're there, once you're in the Zoom room or wherever having this call with your new teammate, what do you talk about? I recommend this agenda. First, after a little bit of a check-in, getting to know them a little bit more, go over the top tools that you already sent them invites to. Make sure that they understand the basics of how to use those. The second, and this is where those success steps from last week really come in handy, the second here is to showcase your most powerful future. In other words, this is where you share your vision for the company with them, saying, hey, we want you to be a part of this journey that we're on because our team is really excited about getting to this particular finish line three to five years from now. Here's what success means for us. And then you can open the dialogue with them, see if this is something that they're interested in. Hopefully, You've talked about your vision and your most powerful future with your team during the qualifying process, during the interview. So this isn't totally new to them, but it's really helpful to repeat this during the kickoff call, just so that there's, there's clarity and there's repetition around what your vision is. In a similar way, highlight those core values of yours. Explain to them, okay, now that you're officially on the team, just to remind you, here are the things that we value the most that guide the team in terms of making our decisions. It's also really helpful to go over the promise of your primary offer with your new teammates. This might be easier for some of you than others. I know it's very easy these days for business owners to have a bunch of different offers. And if you have the time to dive into all of the different offerings that you have, Great, but let's start simple here in terms of showing and showcasing to your client what your number one offer is, the offer that is currently bringing in the most revenue for your business. Make sure that they understand what that offer is about, how it is that you're helping your clients or your customers. And then finally, going over your company's accountability chart. Again, we talked about this last week. I can give you a resource that helps you spell this out so that you can show it to the team. The important thing here isn't just giving them access to your accountability chart so they can see the way that the business is structured, but also so that you can highlight for them where their seat is on the accountability chart. You see, the clearer that you have your accountability chart, the easier it is for you to just highlight 
where they're currently going to be spending their time. You can say now that you're being brought in, you can expect more and more projects in this one seat or in these multiple seats in the company. That is really helpful because it allows them to see how the work that they're about to start doing fits into the larger picture of your organization. It's really helpful. We started being even more transparent about our accountability chart with our teammates a few years ago. And it's one of the things that we hear the most now from, from our new teammates is, oh, it was so helpful to, to see the way that the whole team is structured and, and where I fit. So that's a really great thing to do with your new teammates. Now, this next piece is not required, but if you have the tools to make it happen, it is a really powerful way to take this all to the next level. And this is using a team portal. I say this because I know a lot of people in this group either are course creators and coaches, or for whatever reason, you've tested the waters as in terms of creating courses and things like that. Now, Indie Law helps people with trademark protections. And because of that, we have spent the past few years creating legal resources to help people take certain legal actions themselves without hiring us. And so because we already have this online course technology just sitting there, we decided to create another basically online course that we just call our team member portal. And instead of this being a course that we offer outside the organization to potential customers. This is something that we share with our team. And it's a it's a way of looking at everything that you would want a new teammate to see in the onboarding process in a much easier to digest way. This is like a company playbook on steroids. And so as you can see, if you zoom in maybe a little bit on the screen here, we have kind of a module zero of start here in terms of just a welcome, letting people know about our Google suite, other apps. You can see us putting into practice a lot of what I preached earlier, right? We talk about our core values, our 10, three, and one-year map of where we're wanting to go. There's references to our accountability chart. The more you map all of this out, and this doesn't need to be perfect today, but the more that you make incremental decisions and clarity and progress on these foundational parts of your business, it's really great to just save them here so that you're not explaining this all the time. And the more that you can build something like a team portal, the easier it can be to give them access to this first. And then at your team meeting, your kickoff call, you can just be going over what they learned here instead of having to teach and showcase a lot for the first time in real time during that kickoff call. So that's really it. Those are the three, maybe four pieces of the captivating orientation if you include that team portal. If you guys have any questions on this, let me know in the comments if you're watching this in the video. But that's all that you have to do to complete this captivating orientation stage of the epic welcome of the onboarding experience. So in the next few trainings, we're going to go over the first victory and then the alignment check, the next two stages to really complete this onboarding experience. That being said, I do have some more success steps for all of you. We are going to be diving into this more next week, but if you want to head start on it, this is a really helpful way to provide yourself with a bit of an audit so that you can be thinking more strategically 
about where you can be delegating, where you can start to get your teammates up and, and helping you in different ways. And thank you to the people who are saying that this was helpful. You're very much welcome. It's my pleasure to do this. And hopefully, again, if you're tuning into the podcast, I'll make sure you have a link into the Facebook group so you can see this on video. But this slide, man, it can be really powerful. So what I encourage you to do here is take a look at these seven different topics and then rate the following from one to five, five being the highest. And I'll talk through these as well. The first is an SOP for SOPs. Do you have a system for creating systems in your business? If that's not true at all, give yourself a one. If you definitely had that in place, give it a five. And if you want to follow along in real time and just do this in the chat, feel free to just do like a, since we're that's topic number one, you can just put one dash five, for instance, if you feel like you have that really well in place. Number two is centralized communication. Is your team communication hub, for example, something like Slack, is that really well organized? If it is, rate yourself a five there. And again, if you want to follow along in the comments, you can put two dash five to show that for that second point, you're really strong there or whatever score you want to give. The third is financial confidence. Do you have a solid grasp on the financial side of your business? Things like your bookkeeping, your budgets, cash flow, and projections. Number four is course completion. Have you completed and implemented all of the courses, programs, and resources that you've already invested in? If you're like most businesses, there are probably a pile of online courses that you bought thinking that your business really needed it, and then you never got around to starting or finishing the program. So rate yourself there as well. Number five is time integrity. And here's what I mean there. Are you honoring all the commitments on your calendar and to-do list? When you look back at your week and what you put on your calendar, are you actually getting done all of the stuff that you block out for yourself in terms of getting done? That is way easier said than done, but be honest with yourself when you're scoring on these things. As you might be able to see where I'm going with this, wherever you're rating yourself low here can be great things for you to start having your VA help you with. Number six is client support. This is a huge one. This is where my head was when I first started bringing on my overseas team. Would your clients be taken care of if you couldn't work for a week? If you were forced out of office, something happened to you, you got really sick. Would your clients be really well taken care of if you were completely out of office and unplugged for an entire week? And then on a related note, lead conversion. Would you be able to close sales if you couldn't work for a week? So maybe your clients would be supported, but would you be actively creating new business? Would you be able to manage your pipeline of various prospects and get people to pay the business if you were forced out of office and unplugged? If you take the time to go through and just rate where you're currently at with these seven things, that can be so helpful as we dive into next week's topic of planning that first victory for your teammate. 
And before I head out, just a quick two steps for all of you if you haven't done so already. All of you that are watching this live or on the replay are probably already in the Facebook group. But if you're tuning into the podcast episode, make sure that you join us in the Facebook group so that you can see the video version and all of these slides. You can do that by going to facebook.com slash groups slash business growth advantage. I'll hook you up with the link in the show notes as well. And then also, if you want... If you're like, Joey, this is all great, but I'd really just rather have your team help me find five really great teammates. Awesome. Check out globalvettedvas.com. We will do all of the heavy lifting in terms of finding, qualifying, and sending to you for you to interview five really great vetted VAs. You can easily hire them overseas for well under $10 an hour. And then you can, again, circle back to this training and make sure that you're doing a great job onboarding them. If you're interested in that global vetted VA service, just type call in the comments and my team and I will follow up to make sure that we get you scheduled for a free call so that we can learn more about how your business, what it would look like for you to be bringing on a new teammate, and how much time you could save by bringing on a VA if that's a good fit for you. All right, you guys, that'll do it for today's training. Thanks for the feedback as we had some technical difficulties earlier. Appreciate all of you and make it a great week. See you next week. All right, that'll do it for this week's episode of the Business Growth Advantage with me, Joey C. Vitale. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see y'all next week. Learn